You are listening to the Gear 30 Podcast, a community, you could even call it a support group, for people addicted to outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. There is no shame here. In spite of what your spouse or partner may say, we believe it's okay to own five tents, seven backpacks, and 18 jackets. Our slogan, inspired by the great explorer Sir Ranolf Fiennes, is, there is no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate gear. So if you're an aspiring outdoor adventurer, a mountain guide, or anyone in between, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Gear 30 Podcast, where we talk about outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. And um, today, it's Brandon, Chase, and I, and we are talking about, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about our buddy Bryden, who's a fellow Gear 30 employee who's on the Continental Divide Trail. So this last week, you guys took a trip up to Yellowstone to meet up with him. He's done about a thousand miles of a three thousand mile trip, right? Nine hundred and ninety something. Nine hundred ninety-eight. Oh, my bad. So I mean, you're <laughs> close. Yeah, <laughs> we can't give him. I guess at this point, he's done over a thousand miles. <laughs> okay, so, but he's a third of the way there, and he needed. Um, first of all, you guys just kind of wanted to go meet up with him had you guys planned to go meet well, up with him and swap out gear anyway yeah yeah we did because oh, okay. he needed a resupply so uh and he knew he was getting a resupply so he had some gear that he wanted to swap out for different reasons some of them uh based on use or overuse and just not working and others based on us here as a shop and as far as as part of our marketing plan we want what we want him to test some more more gear so uh like we wanted to bring him more gear whether he wanted it or not to swap it out to see to see how it compared to some of the other things he's using so um i you know i haven't done a through hike i don't you know (laughs) like the longest is like maybe five days in the backcountry so uh i can't i can't imagine the amount of stress that goes into the gear on a daily use basis over months and 30 miles on that uh, like 28 27 to 28 miles on average a day uh, so if that's a shoe or a sock or a shorts and underwear and a shirt a jacket a backpack how is it how's it performing um, every single night your tent your sleeping bag in all the elements rain snow cold hot heat like it's exposed 24 7 right for months on end and in different environments at high altitude, it's taking some serious abuse. So what's working and what's not working. Um, so we can dive into that chase. The buyer at gear 30, uh, took some, took some gear up to them and, and swapped them out. One thing I did learn that I didn't know could happen because I've owned like, I don't know, eight pairs is that darn tough socks can get a hole <laughs> in them. Which very, <laughs> very big holes. In fact, <laughs> You know, he had two pairs that we exchanged for him, and I think all the wool combined would probably make one new pair of socks. <laughs> Wasn't much <laughs> like was those left. darn tufts. Yeah. Yeah. But. He 
he did a very good job of destroying the darn tufts and i didn't know that that was possible so you can't put holes in them and i'm curious to see are you gonna send those to darn tough and see if yeah. they replace them yeah well no they'll, they'll replace them for they'll sure replace yeah. them yeah well okay so that was, yeah that was one of the things that we swipped switched swapped switched yeah. it, you swapped it but out you gave him another different brand too to yeah test. I, I gave him a pair of labents as well oh. as the darn tufts and we'll see which ones hold up my labents have held up really really well over the last two years but i don't hike 27 miles a day so and you don't <laughs> I know. Yeah. Most people think I do, but no, well, that's I what's don't. crazy. Is like I said, I have I don't know seven or eight pairs of darn tufts that I wear. Uh, well, in the summertime, I'm on chacos, but uh, from fall to spring, they get worn every day, and then they get worn on backpack trips and hiking trips and all the things. Right? Snowboarding, I, I is skin in them. So, and I've not, I haven't come close to putting a hole in them. So the fact that Brian was able to do it in like. A month. It's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that's that is impressive because I I also have a bunch of darn tufts and I don't think I've worn any holes in like the, the hills. Uh, quite a few of mine are getting really thin, but that's after a few years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and I do I trail run in them a lot and I hike in them quite regularly, skinning and all that other stuff too. And um yeah, even after a year or two, mine are thin, but they're not whole yet. So. I've got one pair of darn tufts that I, I, I just, I guess I like it more than my other pairs of darn tufts. So I tend to wear them probably once or twice a week and they're getting close. They're, yeah, they're on the verge, but I've worn them hundreds of times. So I can't really complain. One thing that I did learn is cause we met up, we were fortunate enough to meet one of his, uh, boy, it's just like you pick up through hikers at different times that come through and he, had a, a new through hiker friend, Cargo, who was with him at the time uh, that we picked, we met him, and so we uh, drove around Yellowstone National Park with Cargo and got to know him a little bit. But um, not, you know, it's just like us with backpacking or skiing. We all prefer different gear, and Cargo had uh, preferences that were not the same as Bryden's in his gear and his particular reasons for those preferences. <laughs> like you can't. Like you, when you buy stuff like, oh, I need a through hiking shirt or whatever. Uh, yeah, <laughs> all the through hikers are wearing different stuff. It, right. It's just what you know, what are you gonna? What's your preference and what are you? So he was a fan of cool clothing, so he was decked out in cool, and it was pretty hammered. Like it was this, pretty cool. It was pretty cool. <laughs> was, the straps of his backpack had, had to notice. I mean, the, it was noticeable on his shirt that was frayed, that was barely hanging in there. But uh, yeah. uh, where Bryden has worn zero cool um what uh what is bryden wearing so we just swapped his shorts yeah he was wearing the um patagonia nine trails is uh-huh. that what they're called yeah um and the some sacks underwear and we just switched it out for the icebreaker some icebreaker <laughs> shorts i can't remember what icebreaker shorts icebreaker shorts that are very expensive that he uh immediately cut the merino wool liner out of <laughs> Yeah. Very So carefully. he's wearing icebreaker shorts with virtually no merino wool in them. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> through hackers. So, you know, he probably would have worn through that merino wool liner yeah. quite, uh, pretty quick. quite quickly. Yeah. So I, I get why he would cut it out, but 
on the other hand, that's kind of the reason why they are as expensive as they are. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's for that wool. So, yeah. Huh. And then he's wearing, he's got a mountain hardware tee that he wears and he's mm-hmm. worn that tee for thousands and thousands of miles. <laughs> still holding yeah, it. Yeah. Literally thousands of miles. He loves that tee and they don't make them anymore. No. Uh, he, ha- he, he actually found it in the Himalaya. Uh, Nepal? Was he in yeah, Nepal? Nepal? In a mountain hardware like outlet store in Nepal that had it because they don't make them anymore. It's like three years old <laughs> is when they stopped making them. But uh, yeah, everyone has their personal preferences. Yeah. So um, that, he's wearing that. Uh, he does have a Western Mountaineering jacket that's a light, mid, mid, light, mid weight. Something the somewhere in there. The flash. Is that what yeah. they want? Uh-huh. And the quick, boy, quick flash. Quick flash. No, it's August and we were up there and it was 32, 34 degrees at night few nights ago and i mean it's cold up there in, right. in the tetons yellowstone area so uh and that's his heaviest jacket yeah and he pairs that with the uh the western mountaineering ultra light yeah mm-hmm. and i'm looking at it and I, i'm like dude how do you stay warm at night because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's not a super warm bag although yeah I mean, 20, 20 degree degree yeah so is he did he say anything about how well he's sleeping? Is he staying warm? He said it was cold that night. He said last night was really cold. He said, I don't know what that means. If it's uncomfortably cold or if he slept or I'm not sure. He said it was the coldest night he'd ever had on the CDT so far. Really? Was two nights ago. But hmm. so and we um, we messed up because we didn't take any uh, Nick wax up there for him because we did stay at a cabin that night. We had access to a washer and dryer and he desperately needs to wash his sleeping bag with uh-huh. some, because you could see the dark spots in it and, and that he did throw it in a dryer and and it repoofed pretty <laughs> pretty nicely actually so yeah. um but it's you can see the dark spots starting to work i mean you know i don't know was he a month into it every day yeah and he's more? used that bag for other hikes as well yeah so, huh. so um so i'm just curious when it comes to you guys and you're hiking preferences because he's got his mountain hardware shirt that he loves and what's his bucket cargo cool and likes his cool stuff mm-hmm. what do you guys prefer to hike in are you t-shirt fan do you wear button-ups what like yeah i think we talked about this i have the or button up it's a i don't know what synthetic material it is quick drying a little bit of wind resistance but um for short sleeve i like just a merino cool light Mm-hmm. Or icebreaker oh, cool yeah, light. Oh yeah, that's right. We, um, we did talk about this. But yeah. I recently I've been loving just a sun hoodie, like the Rab Pulse. Um, I've got an Anetic um, sun hoodie that I really really like. So there's some good. When thing. I was in shape, I wore those the icebreaker because it's form fitting. <laughs> I really liked it. I wore it all through the hot summer, they, even though it was a black form fitted base layer essentially right but i i loved it the performance of it you can't beat but um i'm not nobody needs to see that right <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then uh we also took a a new, a new filter uh up to him because you're filtering water every day and most backpacking experiences you filter water a night or two mm-hmm. you know yeah right but he's filtering water every day all day yeah he's been using the sawyer mini and he used that for the whole PCT, um, Annapurna circuit, the Kungsladen, and then the first thousand miles of the CDT. And but he's used multiple of yeah, that same yeah. filter, right? It's Absolutely. not like that not filter's lasted the whole. Oh, he, 
Yeah, that's the, a good. The last filter that he, the last Sawyer he picked up about two to three hundred miles up trail from where we met him, and it was already not filtering. Um, it was trickling, and he said it, it's been a common thing with his Sawyer. So they wanted to try out a new one. We took him the Catadine B Free. Yeah, and I'm excited to see what he thinks. I've used that filter a lot, but I have not used it day after day for right. every single day. Right. So, so we don't have a, an update on the performance of that, but we do know that he, after a lot of use of the Sawyer, he wanted to try something else. Mm-hmm. My my one concern after reading, looking into it last night is the hollow fibers on that be free have tended, if it gets freezing, the water, if it it's wet, cr- the water inside will crack the, yeah. the uh, filter and then you're kind of out of luck. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know if that'll be a problem. Um, but that's one of the problems I can foresee happening with that filter, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah, I was, I was wondering about that because I definitely encourage people to buy the Catadine B free over like a Sawyer. Um, for one thing, Did we carry both here. No, uh, we don't carry the Sawyer. The, the, okay. Yeah. Um, but I've used the Sawyer a little bit and I liked it fine. But one thing that was pointed out to me, um, I forget who pointed it out, but it's probably the Catadine rep. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but the Catadines are are tested to higher standards than the Sawyers for reliability and for filtering uh, capability, and they're just they're they live up to a higher standard than the Sawyer. The Sawyer, you're sort of I mean, they've done minimal testing as far as far as I know, done kind of minimal testing to meet the the bare minimum and the catadines like they don't just meet the bare minimum. They go kind of above and beyond to make sure that they're performing in a way that's going to be totally safe and and reliable. With that said, like like you said, Chase, I've never used it day after day after day for thousand miles a month, a month or two on end. And so I don't know how how quickly it'll clog and stuff or if it'll just keep going and going. So curious to see. Yeah. Because I, I love mine for trail running and I love it for, for backpacking. But again, if I'm using it, it's usually for a few days in a row at the most. Yeah. So same. Why'd you bring up a new stove? Because he, cause he likes the stove that he was using. Yeah. He's been using the, the MSR Pocket Rocket and he has used the same stove for all of his hiking since day one. And he really likes it. I think it. I remember when he bought that stove. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he bought here. it from us here. Yeah. yeah. Um, still a great stove, still working well, but he just wanted to lighten his system up. And Ollie Camp makes the Ion, and it comes in at 1.5 ounces. I think the Pocket Rocket's three or four ounces. Um, so cutting down weight, he just wanted to try something a little lighter, something different. Mm-hmm. So he And he was using, with the Pocket Rocket, he was using the... Ollie Camp XTS stove, um, and he switched that yeah. out for Snow Peak Titanium. For the pot? Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry, stove. did I say yeah. stove? Yeah, his pot was the Ollie Camp XTS. Mm-hmm. Um, switched that out for Snow Peak. So now his whole entire cook system is like at three ounces. Wow. So pretty light. So we'll plus see. fuel, but yeah. Yeah, plus fuel. We'll see that the burner on the Ion is significantly smaller. So I'm curious to see his the performance between the two. And With the fuel. And that was the other thing is that I thought was interesting is when 
he said, I think we asked him, how long does your fuel last? Because he buys the smallest canisters. And he says, 200 miles. <laughs> okay. okay. How many mil- how like many, how yeah. many mils is that? Yeah. How many days is that? Yeah. Right. right. So that's right. probably about a seven days. But it, then again. It took me so, I'm like, I didn't even follow up question that because I was like, well, yeah. Yeah, cool. Oh, yeah, 200 miles. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> but we all have those same questions. Like, one meal is that what is that right. one meal and how many is days are you covering one meal and, a day is that every yeah. other day yeah so I, to give you an idea it's a, he's about if you if you cut it to 25 miles per day then that's maybe eight nights that's i mean that's a lot that's a yeah. lot yeah well he does coffee in the morning like every morning he makes he, coffee he said most days he boils water for ramen at lunch too he likes to take a nice lunch break other than just a quick on the trail and then he boils so he's boiling three times a day Really? Yeah. Holy cow. So, yeah. Which that's, is, that's I expected really once or twice, but he's like, no, I like to take a break and eat something hot for lunch. Um, huh. so. Well, hopefully, you know, he's going with a, a slightly smaller burner, actually quite a bit smaller burner, and a titanium pot that's not as efficient as aluminum. So <laughs> hopefully he can still get yeah. that. <clears throat> he doesn't run out of um, fuel. The thing with titanium is it's so light, but it doesn't distribute the heat well, so it's fine for boiling water, but if you're trying to cook in it, it'll just scorch food um, mm. because you, the heat is so focused. Mm-hmm. And um, same with those small burner stove. So if all he's doing is boiling water, it'll probably be close to as efficient, but um, yeah, if he's trying to cook in the pot, he'll just scorch his food. And yeah, I'm curious to see what happens. I'm... I'm expecting him to say, well, I'm burning through a lot more fuel than I was, yeah. <laughs> but maybe I'll be surprised. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. He's also headed to high ele- higher elevations. He'll be, he'll be cruising through some 14ers here soon. Yeah. Well, I guess so he's, what, from Yellowstone, first. he heads over to the winds. Yep. Yeah. And then down into Colorado yeah. eventually. Yeah. He's got this very long, flat... Wyoming, Wyoming range to cross through before he hits Colorado. Yeah, and he'll burn through Oof. that. So, I mean, I was talking. I was in the um, in Glacier National Park years ago, and I was talking to a guy that was hiking through on the CDT. He said when he got to that part, he started knocking out fifty mile days. Yeah, to get through it. That's what Bryden is expecting. Well, not expecting, but. He's, he's expecting to knock out a lot more. Yeah. Just kind of get it over with. It's funny because I said, Brian, what are you averaging per day? And he's like, oh, about 27, 28 miles a day. I'm like, what's your longest? I was 30-something. I said, so you average a marathon a day. And it and it surprised him because he'd never Thought heard, that, heard that. He's like, yeah, yeah, I guess I do. <laughs> yeah. I average a marathon a day. I'm like, that's pretty cool, Brian. Pretty yeah. impressive. That's pretty far. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild. Uh, the last thing we swapped was his backpack. Yeah. He was using the ULA CDT, actually. The CDT. <laughs> a little ironic. Ditched it. Yeah. Well, he was. He started <laughs> off with a Palante pack um, that was a hand-me-down that had, had thousands and thousands of miles on it. And the... It just finally started to break down. Yeah, I think it was a shoulder strap. Something happened with it. So he ordered... He got a new Palante... And he's using the V2 laminate, I think is what it is, from Palante, 35 liter pack. And he top is, load with like, a, it looks like almost like a climbing 
pack kind of yeah just like your typical roll top yeah um it's got a big kangaroo pouch big pockets um it's a really cool pack he is really excited to use it it's got the the if you're familiar with palante it's got the the snack pocket on the very bottom yeah, that was cool which i think is genius it's really cool um i'm not familiar with it in other packs it might exist in other packs i'm not as familiar i know it's definitely something palante has in their packs and then it's also got a little trash pocket on the left side that you can throw your wrappers in so you're not littering on the trail. He's so. like eight pounds, nine pounds? Um, yeah, I think he's I think his base weight. For five now, days or something? Yeah. With food? Yeah, it's really yeah. With with not food with I think he's like over is, he's gotta be more than I think he's like over ten. Oh he is? Yeah. So, so eight or nine. His days. his base weight's sitting right at like eight pounds oh okay I believe. so then plus food plus he's food probably water. like 20 pounds yeah his food's pretty dang light pretty no light. dude his food like, is light really it's i was really i was light. shocked he he's not carrying a lot of food and i don't it's he got done with this 100 125 mile push or whatever before us and his pack was way light and he still had like a ton of food in there really so I don't know if he's just carrying light food or what he's doing, but I mean, he might be around 20 pounds, but I'm, I'm pretty sure he's, he's under that. Wow. That's impressive. The, the lightest, um, the lightest trip I've ever done. I, it was a six day trip and I started with 18 pounds, which included food and water. Okay. And I was feeling like, man, I'm the man for pretty light for going that light. Um, and most of that was food. I think Mm -hmm. I probably had a, you know six or seven pound base weight okay and then for six days i probably had uh i don't know probably nine nine or ten pounds of food and then okay two or three pounds of water yeah um, and that i'm not sure what he's gonna be with water he'll, he'll he might be close he might be at the 20 but if he's got mark. that be free he's probably not carrying a lot of extra water he's mm. probably just no he has that a leader um it's like a essential bottle yeah bottled water that you get at a gas station right. or whatever mm-hmm. and then uh like so a smart like water bottle like a liter and then that's his water and then he's got that and he's got the beef filter, yeah yeah i should have asked him his his weight afterwards but it's it's light for sure um he's really excited for that new pack i'm excited to get his report back on it see what he thinks yeah i was just looking on there on their website, on Palante's website, at their pack, apparently they're sold out. Yeah, they're really sold um, out. You have to order them in advance. <laughs> he said that their last product around, they, they sold out in six minutes. <laughs> so, But he knows. I think it's John. I can't remember his last name, but the guy that started Palante, he lives here in Utah County, or in Salt Lake. Oh, really? Salt Lake or Provo, one of the two. And Bryden's pretty good friends with he and Neymar. And Neymar works for... Palante, he's a through hiker, so I think Brian just has connections. Was able to get a pack, but they're completely sold out and have been for a while. But he was able to get a a pack to test out. Really cool so. packs, though. Oh, they're sweet. That's and in in real life, they're cool too. Not just on the internet. Yeah, yeah they're <laughs> just looking at it and stuff. I'm like, man, that's a that's a nice pack. That's, yeah, yeah. He says it's waterproof, but he uses a rain thing anyway, or on top anyway. Um, but he, he, boy, he has a system. He packed that thing up. It looked, it looked tight and clean and pretty dialed. Access to everything he needed, and yeah, it was nice. Yeah, for a yeah, top roll, for sure. Yeah, 
It's like he's been doing this a lot or something. It's like, it's like he threw hikes. <laughs> um, what kind of fabric is that pack made out of? I think you know? it's DCF, a, a Dyneema composite, Cuban fiber. Huh. I believe. Yeah, I'm just looking at these pictures trying to Actually no. Cargo said it's It kind of looks Cargo like a still nylon of some sort. If he, yeah, if he knows what he's a, talking about, but is yeah. It, oh, oh man. I'm not a fabric geek, so I'm not 100% sure. Let's see. I'm just looking it up here on the website. Oak, oak something? Oh. Oak tree. It's made of oak trees. <laughs> huh. <laughs> <laughs> so it says the materials the body is VO7 and V21 with sire, C-I-R-E finish. I don't know what that is. Huh. Well, part of my job is designing gear, and I'm not even sure what that fabric is, so I need to, I need <laughs> to, figure, I need to yeah. figure that out. You said VO7? Yeah. That's like my favorite fabric. Yeah, is it? <laughs> um... <laughs> Interesting. Well, I need to figure that out because that's bugging me. It, the fabric looks nice in the pictures. I'm just, it's just. Uh, it did. It did not. It does not look like a cheap pack either. Like it looks like a very well it's built. Well built. Yeah. Uh, burly because they have to be. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So is Palante just like the pack to get on the on these big it's, through hikes these uh, days? Seems like it's becoming the pack. I, I don't know. You know, when I was in the Windrow version, I passed through some CDT hikers. It seemed like I saw a few Hyperlite um, packs, which we used to carry. Um, so I uh, I didn't see anybody with ULA packs, but I know those are popular. Yeah, they're definitely popular. Um, but I I uh, didn't see any Palante packs. But I think... Palante is definitely, they're a newer company. Right. They th- their first pack came out in 2017. Oh, so okay. they're a newer company. They're growing. To me, it seems like ULA is big, Hyperlite's big. And even like I saw quite a few when I was up in the winds, we saw quite a few of the Osprey Levity. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a fairly popular pack. That's one you can get without special ordering it. Like mm-hmm. you can go into a, yeah. an outdoor gear store and find the Levity. Yeah. So, and that's um, a cool pack. And, and Osprey, like even if it doesn't hold up for the whole trail or, or maybe, I mean, maybe you have to do some repairs along the way. Osprey will do that for free and there. You overnight it to them. They'll overnight it back after they repair it very quickly and stuff. So they'll, they'll take care of you in that way, um, which is pretty awesome. Um, I really like that levity pack. I thought that was a really well-designed pack for yeah for uh what it is especially coming from a big company like you get some of these niche companies and they can really dial their packs in but from a company like osprey that's the biggest pack company in the world they they nailed it pretty well on those their ultralight packs i thought yeah i completely agree it i think they did a good job for sure it's pretty light has a good carry system um yeah no complaints cool well um I think, I mean, that kind of covers everything as far as what, what you guys swapped out for Bryden and some of the things that he's dealing with. I'm really curious to hear his, his feedback on some oh, of these yeah, things. So, 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 yeah, that'll be coming eventually um, yeah. in, the, in the future. So, cool. Well, I think that's our show for today. So, um, don't forget to follow Gear 30 and Bryden's Adventures and everything else that we've got going on on Instagram at gear underscore three zero, as well as on our blog at gear30.com spelled out G E A R T H I R T Y. 
Also like us on Facebook and um, we've got some weekly deals going on and I just, uh, trying to remember, I just saw the weekly deal. Optimus Stoves. Optimus Stoves this week. So that's pretty oh, no, cool. it, Yeah, and then it changed again today. Oh, okay. Oh, just kidding. Today's, yep. Yeah. I, I thought today was Monday. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's Wednesday. That's <laughs> what happens when you go out of town. Yep. Um, but anyway, so we've got weekly, and, and by the time that this show hits, Optimus Stoves are probably not. Or it'll be a different one. It'll be a different one. But the point is, every week we've got some really good stuff. Uh, on a special deal and stuff so it's worth checking out gear30.com to see what that weekly deal is Um, as well as you know a lot of the gear that we carry is unique gear that you just can't find anywhere hilleberg tents western mountaineering sleeping bags Um, we've got some um, some new apparel coming in for this fall and winter that you just can't find anywhere and so it's worth checking out gear30.com just to see some of the cool unique gear that we carry And, uh, yeah, I think that's it. So thanks for listening, and we'll uh, see you on the next episode. Awesome. See you out there.